The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to the Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Let's start with a Smart Moves tip. As enticing as the saying is, if you build it, they will come, we all know that just because we build a new product, program, or service, people don't magically start knocking down our doors. Instead, we need to encourage our customers, clients, or consumers to get to know us, trust us, and then buy from us. My guest today, Wayne Breitbart is here to help us do exactly that. Wondering what the buzz is about this thing called LinkedIn? Worried your competitors are using it to gain a competitive advantage? Then get ready to hear Wayne, a national LinkedIn expert, as he shares with you how to promote your business, find new prospects, connect with decision makers, recruit employees, and reduce recruiting fees, and discover new markets for your products and services. Wayne is an experienced businessman, speaker, and author who has shared his passion for social media with thousands of business professionals through private business consulting and dynamic presentations to local and national audiences over the past four years. His clients include Inc. Magazine, the American Marketing Association, and the American Society for Quality. Welcome, Wayne. It's great to have you on the show. Well, it's just super to be on today. Well, let's get started. In the introduction to your book, LinkedIn Success, you said, quote, I never ever wanted to be on LinkedIn. So how does how did you today end up being a LinkedIn expert? Well, you know, it's one of those times, Marcia, as a business owner, when maybe when you're in the the, the bottom part of your, your cycles, you you reach out and start grabbing stuff, and that's sort of where we were. I mean, five years ago, when I made said that quote, 
as an owner of an office furniture dealership here in southeastern Wisconsin, business was pretty bad, you know, because, you know, people were not building buildings, and they were growing, they were laying people off, and we were looking for ways to grow the business, and I was avoiding social media, assuming it was going to be something my kids did, and it was on a computer, and I don't like that, and I just figured I could, you know, if I just ignored it long enough, it would go away like a little bellyache or something, and when you're in those moments when you say, well, we have to, I looked at my partner and said, we need to try something different. Uh, it, it, I had a friend that was very persistent about telling me that LinkedIn could really help our business. And I was very persistent to tell him to forget it. <laughs> and, and then I just tried it. And, and I had that aha moment. And from then, I just sort of became a student of LinkedIn because I'm a, I'm a CPA by education and some of the work that I do. And that's how we learn things. We read and study and don't do things very quickly. And, but we're very methodical once we get it. And, and I just, it dawned on me that this was a process for business development. And I like process kinds of things. And I started teaching people all over southeastern Wisconsin, really just as a way to be in front of audiences and sell furniture. And one thing leads to another. The next thing you know, my wife has a brainy idea to write the book, and I'm so glad she did. And we did the book together, and now the the rest of its history. Now I help companies and individuals with how to get strategic and do things with on LinkedIn with a purpose. Well, you know, that's how uh, I connected with you is on LinkedIn um, because you would send all kinds of uh, information uh, to, uh, to your connections. And I said, gee, I would like to have that person on the show. So it really does work. Um, so in the four years since you started, what's changed in LinkedIn? I get the feeling it ain't going to go away, right? So so what changed from the time you started to where you are today, and kind of what do you see happening in the future? So, you know, LinkedIn has changed a lot of features. Uh, I would call them the small things that the, the platform does, sort of the way you access things and some different screenshots and those kinds of things. And those kinds of changes tend to frustrate, especially uh, older users. I'm a baby boomer myself. I'm 55. And those changes sort of drive us a little bit crazy. So it, it appears there's been lots of changes. Um, but the main change that LinkedIn is trying to accomplish here is, is now that they've got almost, I think, 250 million users to try to make sure that we're engaging longer and we're, we're, we're not just using it as a place where we check people out, sort of like an online resume for all kinds of business folks. But it's meant to be that we engage and help and share and, and stick with the platform longer because, you know, all these social media sites are getting judged by users, but they're also getting judged by how long people stay on sites. And so engagement is one of the key features, and they've added lots of things to keep us on the site longer. But the good news is they're, it's keeping us there because we're finding ways to build relationships and not just find a person and then pick up the phone. We're, we're engaging through the, the platform. So I think that's the major change is that, that most of the enhancements revolve around engagement. Do you see any, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but um, do you know what they're planning in the next year or two? Is there going to be minor changes or major changes, do you think? Well, you know, like you said, I don't have a crystal ball, but they made, we made major, we got major profile changes last December. And that was mm -hmm. really the biggest profile change in the first nine years was last December. 
So I'm anticipating not major profile changes anymore, but they keep saying, and I listen to the quarterly meetings pretty closely, the investor meetings, and they're going to continue to bring changes because that's what this marketplace looks for in this whole social media space. But I think... There have been lots of really big changes recently, and I think we won't see big changes. Now, on the other hand, I think they will continue to move towards finding ways to get many of us who are not paying for LinkedIn currently. About 85% of the people who use LinkedIn, according to my latest user survey, are not paying LinkedIn. And I think LinkedIn likes bringing people into the platform on the free basis, but I think they're going to begin to chisel away possibly at some of the things that we love so that some of us move to maybe spending $15 a month on LinkedIn because, you know, truth truth be told, it's worth that. Now, I would rather, I want that whited out on the conversation <laughs> people from LinkedIn heard that, but I think they're going to move us that way. Like the company page is a perfect example of great enhancements over the last couple of years. You know, there is a place for companies and there's over 2.5 million company pages and it, it's now becoming quite a marketing platform and at this point is still a free, uh, free feature on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's now get into the book because there's so much great material here. Um, you write about uh, the power formula and the million cubic, cubicle project. Can you quickly tell a little bit about those two things? Um, what are they and why are they important? Okay. Sure. Well, I'll start with the second one. The million cubicle project was just a way for me to relate to other business folks as they're reading, sort of like, what's, what would be the biggest goal you could find, you know, and, and how LinkedIn could help you achieve some of your big goals in business. And being an office furniture dealer at that time, that was our, you know, that was a goal, sort of a funny goal, because in Milwaukee here, there aren't many companies that have a million cubicles. There's probably not a lot of companies anywhere that have that. But I, I sort of use that as a way to, to connect with other business folks to say, you know, think about your big, big business goals. And for some people, a big business goal is to find their next job, you know, so it, it doesn't have to be selling stuff. It can be whatever you're trying to accomplish in business. But the power formula is interesting because it took me about a year and a half to realize that there were three components of this formula, and it was your unique experiences plus your unique connections or relationships plus the tool, and in this case, it's LinkedIn, gives you the power. And what I was learning when I was teaching people, I was finding out that more and more people were having trouble with that third component, the tool itself, and yet they have a lot of the very first two things. That's unique relationships and unique experience to tell people about. And, and I, so my encouragement on the power formula is, listen, you've got the first two things, lots of them, lots of great relationships, lots of great stories about how you've been in business and all the things you accomplished and the awards you've won and so on and so on and so on. And, and LinkedIn only works well if you have those first two things, but you're getting hung up on something like the tool. And so I would encourage people, listen, pick up my book, spend the weekend on it, and you'll be able to do this very well. The, the, the flip side to that is when I teach the college students, when you look at the power formula, they really don't have the first two in very big numbers, right? I mean, they're in college. They, you know, they don't have many relationships yet, and they don't have a lot of stories to tell. But yet, they're the, it's the age, that age group does not really need to buy a book. They're not getting hung up on that third thing because they sort of get this stuff. They've been on Facebook, so they sort of understand how to get around and, and do social media. So when I when it dawned on me that I could be an encouragement to people to say, you know what, 
This is a social media platform for experienced business folks, and you are one. So, you know, and you don't have to spend years and years and years to figure out how to do it. You spend a couple hours on a book like mine, and you'll be good to go, where a college student's going to spend a few years to try to get those first two, and you got those. Well, you know, let's get into the nitty-gritty, and we only have about two minutes before our break, but um, you have several chapters with great titles about the profile. For example, your 10-second bumper sticker, resumes on steroids, that's my boy, aren't you any good, not your average Joe, great titles. But first, in the next minute or so, why is a profile so important? Then we can come back after the break. Yeah, your profile really, what's evolved on your profile is that it's probably your most important professional digital asset. And people are now using online to look for all of us as a beginning starting point. And if you Google your name, People will find your LinkedIn profile on that first page, maybe the top of the second page. So that's why it's important. It's important because it's one of those early documents that are going to pop up when somebody does a search for you. And so it's important to have the great branding tool that's sitting out there waiting for people to tell your story. Well, at that point... Um, it's time for a short break. Uh, this is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we return, my guest Wayne Breitbart will give us more insights into LinkedIn success, and we're going to go even deeper, dig deeper into the components of a profile. So stay tuned. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the Business Edge. My guest is Wayne Breitbart, who is a LinkedIn expert, and we were talking about the profile and the importance of the profile. And so let's uh, give uh, Wayne. You have a uh, uh, a resource in the back of the book called the Profile Perfection: A Checklist for LinkedIn Optimization. Tell the uh, the listeners what are some of the important things in that uh, profile of perfection in that checklist. You bet. So let's start with this as it relates to your profile. If if I could share two words with the audience before we look at the checklist, it's this: your profile is all about keywords and stories. Keywords and stories. Keywords and stories. You know, if you think about all online search engines, keywords are critical. They just are. And so you, I start off my checklist with just a sort of a fill in the blank with people like, what are your keywords? And, and you know, some people in the audience is usually go, oh, I get that. I know how people are going to Google for me. And other people are looking at me with a look on their face like, oh, my gosh, what's this guy talking about? What's it, well, I don't even know what my keywords would be. And it's as simple as this. How would you think people would Google you? And some of those things would be, where you went to a school or what kind of software you know how to run or the associations you belong to or the keyword the, the the words that describe the products that you sell if you're a salesperson so starting right off in the beginning of this checklist is write down some of those most important keywords so then as you go through the remainder of this checklist i have all these sections where i'll then say these are the spots you should put your keywords as you tell your story so i'll give you a perfect example in my office furniture business here i talk about we have a 6500 square foot showroom and the largest in the milwaukee area and then I realized how the keywords work on LinkedIn, and so what I changed it to was a 6,500-square-foot office furniture showroom. That helps me in the keyword search, but it is really a little more descriptive and a little more storytelling. So th- that's so important, and I just see people who have loaded up their resume uh, and call it their profile, and I don't know about you, but when I look at resumes, they are so boring. <laughs> they're not interesting, right? And they're right? not engaging. And and part of it is we only get a couple pages on a resume. On LinkedIn, you've got so many more great spaces to tell your stories, and all and also those spaces are great places for keywords. So I, go way past a resume and, and think about adding more and more stories into your profile, but as you're telling those stories, include those keywords. So where are some areas um, that you can be telling your stories? Because I know there's so many different segments um, and, and uh, within LinkedIn. What are a couple things that uh, places where you can tell your story? Well, I look at your profile right now as we're talking, and I love your headline. Your headline is a story. It says executive coaching for high-performance business. That's a story. Business leadership speaker, another part of your story. A radio show host in the name of your show. To me, that's a story. And there also happen to be keywords in there. So the, the headline, which appears just to the side of your picture and just below your name, is a great place to highlight stories but include some keywords as well. A second spot, which is a little bigger, is your summary, which is the very first thing that pops up just below uh, your activity box. And there also you're going to tell lots of stories and include keywords. And stories can be as simple as awards you've won, what you do, but more importantly, make sure that way at the top of your summary, 
if somebody landed there, they could read that first paragraph or so and go, I know exactly what Marsha does, and now I know if I should either call her or not. Resumes sometimes don't do that. So make sure it's really clear what's your current business objective. If you're a job seeker, you should put that right in your summary. I'm currently looking for a job. I'm in between jobs is what I used to do or use, and I'd love to do this, and that's why I think I'm going to do this is because I'm so experienced at this. I mean, just tell people what's on your mind. It's meant to be sort of your cup of coffee. Another great place for stories, once again, summary, keywords as well. Another place where you should have stories is in your in your job experiences, especially your most recent one. You know, that's where you talk about the kind of clients you serve or or who you, who you reported to or who you were in charge of and the, and the kinds of skills that you had in that job. Um, the other place where you'll want to make sure that you've got your very important keywords is a thing called skills. There's a section called skills and expertise. This is a place where you can put up to 50 words, skills, that describe what it is you do. And that can include your products and services that you sell. Uh, in your cases, radio talk show host, business coaching. Those are all, for me, it's LinkedIn trainer, LinkedIn, LinkedIn author. Those are all words that people m- might want to search me by. And, and the nice thing about the skills section is once you have them up as skills, then people can endorse those skills. And those endorsements are going to help you increase your credibility with the audience because they're on your profile for a reason. They're probably looking to do something with people like you. Okay, um, <laughs> I, went, I was kind of surprised you were, you were looking at my profile, and I'm glad that you think my, you know, my, um, my headline is, works. I, re- I know I have to do some work on the other areas. Um, let's look at, um, you know, just kind of going down some of the things that are here in that checklist. The per, uh, professional gallery, audios, videos. Uh, uh, white papers. How important is that? Well, you know, if, if you just step back and think to yourself, why are people on your profile? They're on your profile because they're searching for some someone mm-hmm. with certain skills, products, services, and they're also so. So first off, they land on your profile because somebody that referred them to look at your profile, or you came up in a search of some sort, or you're involved in a group discussion. But then when they land on that profile, are there things on that profile that differentiate you? And the professional gallery of what you're referring to is where you can put video, audio, PowerPoints, PDF files right there on your profile so when somebody lands there, they can download or watch or listen to that information. And, boy, you talk about a differentiator. When it isn't just words anymore, but it's documents and it's you speaking – that's powerful stuff. And so the professional gallery is a great way to stand out from other people who say they do the same thing you do, but you, all of a sudden your video pops up and they go, oh, my gosh, look how engaging this fellow is. He, he'd be a great speaker to hire because you, you can just tell that. You can tell it by the video. You may, maybe couldn't tell it in the words or the, everybody would say it in the words, right? So the gallery is a perfect spot to differentiate yourself and bring out some of your stories. Um, the other thing about stories – Marsha, is this, some of the stories are told by other people on your profile, and those are two things we call recommendations and, I've already referred to, endorsements. The more you can get other people saying you're that good, too, the more your audience goes, oh, my gosh, look at all the endorsements she has. Oh, my gosh, read these recommendations. These people really love her. 
Um, yes. And uh, so uh, is there anything else on that checklist that we should be, uh, con- you know, um, looking at as, as really important? Um because I see, you know, volunteer experience um, and certification and languages and, and things like that and honors. Do they really, um, are they really that important? See, what you just don't know is what is the reader looking for. And I think things like volunteer causes, I, you know what, I just think it differentiates you. And I think most people recognize and respect business people that are also volunteering for stuff. It just shows your heart. It shows you care. And most companies are interested in doing business or hiring or aligning with people that have that kind of an attitude. So, you know, it's just a matter of when you, somebody gets all done reading the profile, do they get a snapshot of who you are and what's important to you and, and would they like to work with you? So, you know, could that one be the difference? I don't know, but it might be. You know, it just might be. And, and if you think about it, first thing we usually ask business folks, tell me about yourself. Well, right. it's all there now. <laughs> read it. <laughs> I put it out there so you'd read it. Well, now let's move on to another area of LinkedIn that I get hooked on, and I'm not sure how important it is or how to use it wisely, which is groups. You could join 50 groups. First of all, should you join 50 groups? And second, how do you decide which groups to join? And third, what do you do with it when you once you're in the group? Okay, so we'll start with the 50. Um, those of us that know what we're doing on LinkedIn – a.k.a. power users, are in 50 groups. And the reason we're in 50 groups is because we realize that groups are a way to expand our network. Groups are a way to increase our exposure on LinkedIn. Groups are a way to increase our relevancy on LinkedIn, which means we will show up higher in searches. LinkedIn loves the fact that we're in groups and assumes there's a relationship of some sort between group members. And so with with those, and the last thing is groups are, only in groups or a first-level connection can you send a direct message to people. So those four things tell me you better be in 50 groups. Now, I know what's happening with some of your audience. They're about ready to change the dial. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in 50 groups because they don't want to get 50 emails a day, right? And so there's one little setting that you can control on every one of your groups. Each group you can decide whether you want to get an email if there's activity every day, every week, or never. And that little setting is the one setting that when I show people that, they go, okay, now I get this. I'll be happy to be in more groups. I get the benefits. You just shared it with me. But if I can turn off those emails, I don't want to get emails from all 50 groups. They're not all that important to me from the exposure standpoint and all that, but, I, but some are. So the key to join 50 groups is then to turn off most of the groups when, when you want to use them just because I'm going to go on searching in there. I want to send some messages in there, but I don't really want to hear what everybody has to say every day of the week. So that's the first answer is if you know what you're doing, you're going to join 50 groups. Uh, number two, how do you find the right groups? Best way to find the right groups is to look at the profiles of the people that you already, that are already important to you. So let's say you're a salesperson. Go look at the, the groups that your customers are in. And think to yourself, well, I guess if they're in those groups, probably other people who I should also be selling to, right? So the best place you can find groups is to go look where you're, the people you want to be have more of are hanging out with more people like that. Another way to do it is LinkedIn helps you with groups you may like, which is a little box that pops up. 
and there's a little algorithm where they show you the kinds of things, you know, they find keywords in other groups that are similar and, and throw some more groups at you. That's another great way. Another way is just to simply go into the group's directory and use keywords. So if you're a pharmacist, you can go into the group's directory, type in pharmacy, and you'll get all the groups that have the word pharmacy in them, and then start to look at those and see how, if they're in certain parts of the country or certain certain specialty groups or whatever. Keywords are going to help you. Like when we use keywords to talk about ourselves, keywords are also going to help you find the, the right groups that you want to be in. And well, you know, at that, uh, Wayne, I wonder if you could hold that thought sure. because we're about coming up to um, another break. And um, so it's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zottle, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we return, uh, my guest, Wayne Breitbart, I would like you to finish, Wayne, just a couple of key points about groups, because I think this is really important. And then let's move on to the mistakes people make. And finally, how can we get started? So stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, and I'm talking with Wayne Breitbart, a LinkedIn expert. Um, and, and he's talking about his book, LinkedIn Success. Uh, when we were in finishing off the last segment, we're talking about groups and the importance of groups. And Wayne has a couple other uh, insights and hints about being successful in groups. So, Wayne, what else would you like to tell uh, the listeners? Yes, yeah, so I want to address your last question, which was about 
what they sh- people should be doing in groups and maybe even how often. It really depends on what your objective is in that group. You know, you can't be active in all 50 groups, and some of them, like I mentioned earlier, you'll be in them because you're looking for the exposure and the relevancy. But let, let's talk about the groups that are most important to you, which usually will amount to a handful or 10 or 12 groups where you, those are really important to you. And if, if they're important and you and you want to be make sure you don't miss information because because there's good stuff in there because I think we all know that are many groups are sort of spammy and um, that's because the group manager probably isn't doing the job that they should do to keep the spam out of there but that being said that that's what's going on in some of the groups there's other groups where it's great great information good discussions back and forth people referring to each other and helping each other and if you find groups like that especially if they're in your industry I would if I were you I'd make sure you touch base in that group at least weekly and look at the most popular discussions and see if you can engage in those discussions and then even once a month or if you can think of something if there's something coming up in in that group or the industry that the group represents that you can pose a question and get answers on from people it'll be great because you're posing the question as an expert and you're sort of leading the conversation it allows you to go back and forth with people and what i find about groups is if you do that the next time you try to contact that person or you see them in person, they'll go, oh, my gosh, you, you become sort of friends, even though you haven't seen each other for a year because of the back and forth that takes place on LinkedIn. So um, it really is a matter of which groups are important to you. But when you find those those great groups that you can see good things are going on, you should make sure you're there, you're engaging, and you're, and you're trying to help. Because the next thing you know, that, that discussion will go from an online discussion into a, a real-life discussion that's going to solve problems and turn into some good stuff for both parties. Well, that's great advice, Wayne. And and so we've we've really covered a, a, a quite a bit about LinkedIn and the profile and groups and keywords and and that is you know that is so great information. But now let's turn to the mistakes. What mistakes do people make when they're using LinkedIn? I think the biggest mistake that people are making is that they do not have a strategy. And, you know, I just ask, I'll ask people, I say, well, I'm looking at your profile. Tell me why you're on LinkedIn. And they go, well, because my friends asked me or something. And I said, that's not a strategy. Well, what should my strategy be? I said, well, I don't know your business. Tell me a little bit more of what you're trying to do. Well, I'm looking for a job. Well, okay, that's that. Now we're cooking. That's a, that's a strategy that you can use LinkedIn for. Or I need to find more customers. Or I need to find new suppliers and vendors. Or I'm trying to find new employees. Those are all could be strategies for using LinkedIn. And once you define what your business strategy is, then the next strategic things we have to going into is how what tools on LinkedIn are good for those strategies. Too many people are are all worried about the tactics before they, they decide that, well, this, this tactic on LinkedIn won't help me with this. Well, it won't. It's not really designed for that. It's designed to do other things. And you told me your strategy was this. So I think that's the starting point. The starting point is no strategy. And what's interesting is now I'm starting to get, work with companies. And on my website, powerformula.net, I have a new ebook that I just wrote called The 10 LinkedIn Mistakes Companies Are Making. And they apply to people too. So 
your listeners may want to go grab a copy of that book, and it really just goes through the kinds of things that companies and people are doing, like the one I just mentioned, not really having a strategy and not having the right, not understanding keywords is another mistake people are making, um, not realizing the importance of a great profile um, and not just have it look like your resume, making sure that the people in your organization are not stepping on each other on LinkedIn. And what that means is everybody doesn't have to be in the same group. And, you know, you sort of spread out a little bit and get the exposure all over where you, you, you want to make sure that you can leverage having multiple people in, in, in different, in, a single person in different industry groups so you get everything covered. And so, but back to an individual, individual mistake, it all starts with strategy. And then the, 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 the sub mistakes that people are making is not understanding the importance of key words and not realizing that people are checking you out and your profile really better put your best foot forward. Well, those are some really um, good thoughts about, you know, mistakes we make. And um, I want to transition to something else. And then at the end, we're going to talk about, um, you know, how do you make this work? How do you schedule? How do you, you know, for because it can be a bit overwhelming. But there's something that I've been wanting to ask you um, about, which is um, I've heard a lot about the social media management programs where you can schedule messages and tweets and whether it's Hootsuite or others. What do you think about those? Is, is that something that we should be using? I think that's an advanced technique. I, I use Hootsuite myself. I think it's very effective. Uh, I hate to get involved in those conversations early on in somebody's experience in social media because it's just another thing where their eyes okay. start glazing over, <laughs> right? Yes. right. And, but, but I do think for people who get it and are down that pathways, I think those management tools can be very good, but I have a little asterisk next to that. And the okay. asterisk is, remember, these are still personal sites, and people expect interaction that might not be programmed. And if all of a sudden you spend, you've not went into LinkedIn for a week and you didn't get back to people or you, somebody commented on one of your statuses that you posted through that showed up through from Hootsuite in the LinkedIn and, and you didn't respond, then I think all of a sudden people start to realize this is not really Wayne the person that there's a computer out doing stuff for Wayne. And, 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 and then that's where they'll just, I'm not saying they'll disconnect, but they'll just sort of lose credibility in who you are because they're going, uh, he's not really engaged, I can tell that. It's a little bit like I'm on Facebook, but I, I don't tend to my Facebook as diligently as I should to my LinkedIn. And I've gotten into trouble that way where I haven't gotten back to people quick enough. And that's, you know, i got to get better at that if I'm going to be on Facebook. Well, you know, I think this transitions into the final area that I want to co- cover with you because it, it, it's, it's, you talk about strategy. And one of the things that I'm finding overwhelming is, is what you've alluded to with when you're saying with Facebook, which is, and, uh, which is how do you find the time? To do what you need to do, because something like the like Hootsuite or whatever, it's automatic. And if you and as you said, if you don't go into LinkedIn, um, they're going to see that you're not paying attention to it. So, what are the things that can help people? Either those of us 
those out there who are starting out on LinkedIn uh, and for those of us like me who has a profile and are in groups but need to take the next step. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm either paying too much attention to LinkedIn and not getting things done or I'm not paying enough attention to LinkedIn. And, um, you know, you talked about, so what are the suggestions you can give to us of how to make that in, not only important to us but a routine for us? Yeah, so let's, let's start with the fact that I know this is time management is a huge issue for every one of us. And um, so that's a given. Secondly, sometimes when time management's an issue and it's stuff that we know we should do and we aren't getting it done, we might want to have some accountability people in our life. Uh I I teach that often in my classes that I'll look at people and say, hey, you've been following me for three years. You bought my book three years ago. You haven't really done this yet. I know it would help you. What's the holdup? I said, why don't you find another buddy? of yours that you can say, I'm, we're going to work on this together. We both realize we should get it done. So that's another suggestion. Another suggestion is to make make it your homepage. When you boot your computer, LinkedIn pops right up. Those are sort of the mecha- some of the mechanical things that have worked for people. But the other suggestion is I have a chapter in the book called Ready, Set, Go. Yes. A six-week, two-hour-per-week per roadmap to results where I'll take you week by week two hours a week to get this done. But then the second half of that chapter are the things that you should do every day, the things you should do every week, and the things you should do every month, and then the periodic things you need to do. And those will not amount to more than two hours a week. If you tell me you only got 15 minutes a week to do LinkedIn, oh, I'm going to tell you, maybe you shouldn't be on the site. But if you can at least say, Wayne, I think I can do an hour or two, and that's what most people do, by the way. My survey shows that three-quarters of the people say it's an hour or two a week. It's not 10, it's not 12 hours, but it is an hour or two. Then, then I give you a little roadmap on the kinds of things, the most important things you should be doing to, to cover those two hours. You know, and, and the other thing is you've got to also say to yourself, should I be on all these platforms? You know, because some people will come to me and say, listen, I run a, um, an ice cream stand. Should I be on LinkedIn? I'll say, well, you know what? If I only had time for one platform, a couple hours a week, I would, and you're an ice cream stand, I probably would be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be on LinkedIn. But if you tell me you're in anything in the B2B world, there's no better place than LinkedIn. So it's really, and so don't try to be everywhere. Don't let somebody tell you, Wayne, you got to be everywhere. Are you kidding me? You better have a profile here, here, and here. And then the next thing you know, you're so, so you've watered yourself so down that you're not good at any of them. Well, I think the managing time is probably the biggest challenge we all have because originally I thought, oh, I have to be on it every day and have to be on it several hours a day. And, you know, I just threw up my hands and said, I can't do that. So, you know, in your book, um, you talk about manage your time on LinkedIn and you have your daily LinkedIn to do's and your weekly and monthly. Um, can you just give, we have about a, two minutes uh, more before the end of the segment. What other things can can you um, uh, uh, tips that you can give to people about how to either manage their time better or anything that you haven't covered that we need to cover before the end of uh, this segment? I think that the one thing that I didn't cover on time management is sometimes it's better if you have a place and a time that you do this on a consistent basis. And for me, you know what it was? It was watching a football game on Sunday. 
that was where I was thinking to myself, I feel so guilty watching the Packers every week. I love watching them. I don't want to feel guilty anymore. I'm doing LinkedIn. And there you go. You got three hours. You put your laptop on your lap and you cheer for the Packers. And when your wife bothers you, you get to go out and do the yard work. You say, honey, I'm working over here. Can't you see this? <laughs> I love that. I love that, too. So what you're really saying is, to summarize, is um, have a set time to do it. Have a set place to do it. Um, have a strategy to do it. And I think most importantly, see the value for doing it. Um, if you don't see the value, you're not going to do it. It's like um, anything. Um, does that cover pretty much what, what you're suggesting? Yes, and I think the value, Marsha, is it's going to take a little bit of time, right? So take a little bit of a deep breath and realize that some things take a little time to get hold. Well, on that note, it's time for a short break. Uh, this is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to the Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we come back, Wayne is going to give you one or two more takeaways and then tell you how to get the book and how to contact him. So stay tuned. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zottle, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Wayne Breitbart, a LinkedIn expert who's written the book LinkedIn Success. So, Wayne, what are one or two uh, uh, keepers or things that you want the uh, the audience to remember about LinkedIn. All right, I'm going to start with this. 
one of the best habits you should get into early on in your LinkedIn experience is to make sure that you always, always, always look at a person's profile before you pick up the phone and talk to them for the first time or before you have a meeting. And I'll tell you what, if you think about the information that's available at your fingertips about that person that you never had before, you know, where they went to school, what organizations they love, what do they sell and do, where, I mean, what, um, what are they talking about in their world, a picture of them. I mean, you think about well, the head start we have to breaking the ice. We even have a little feature over there called In Common With, where we can scroll over and see the exact things that we have in common. I mean, you talk about an icebreaker. So my point is, make sure you use this resource as your way to do your homework on that person so that that you jump right into the conversation mentioning the things that you learn from that their profile that lead you to the point you want to get them to to build a relationship, a real life relationship that's going to turn into something. I think the day's coming where somebody's going to come up to you and say, um, tell me about yourself. And you're going to look at them and say, what are you asking me? Tell me about yourself. And you'll go, well, didn't you look at my LinkedIn profile? It's all there. <laughs> right? I mean, because it's going to be there. And I think if you think to yourself, a business person has written that on the profile and expects you to read it. That's why they put it there. It's almost disrespectful if you don't. So that's the first thing. Use that tool. It's a powerful tool. The, the second se- one, real quickly. Okay. Uh, what's, yeah, what's your and, second and one? The second one is to just let some other people look at your profile when you think you're all done and shined it all up and make sure that they get done with that and go, you know what? I looked at it objectively. I think you're still missing this and this and this because most of us do not realize the gaps we're showing or where we maybe went the wrong direction with with our profile. So make sure you get a couple of the people that love you in that process. And now, Wayne, uh, how can people contact you and what would you like to tell them about uh, your book or whatever? Great. Uh, Best way to contact me is my website, which is powerformula.net. And what people and my you can my book's available there. A free download of the chapter. You can click through there and, and pick up the book on Amazon. But right now, at least for the time being, I have a free ebook that's up there called "The Ten LinkedIn Company Mistakes." Are, the companies are making. Grab that, and I'll tell you what, you'll be able to evaluate sort of where you are with your company, or it, it's good for individuals as well. But also, I just posted my LinkedIn infographic of use, my user survey, which shows you all of the things that you're probably wondering, now, how is everybody else using this thing? That's also on my homepage as well. Both of those will be great resources for your audience. And, and boy, if you pick up my book, I'll tell you, in two or three hours, you will have the whole thing down on LinkedIn and I'd, and you know what be sure to connect with me I would love to connect with my audience your audience as well well thank you so much Wayne it's been a delight having you I've learned so much about LinkedIn and I am going to go this weekend and look at my profile and make some changes so thank you now it's time for Marsha's musings what's going on out there in the world today let's start with a question Are your people cathedral builders? Many of you have heard of this leadership story. A man comes across three masons who are working at chipping chunks of granite from a large blocks. The first seemed unhappy at his job and frequently looked at his watch. With 
when the man asked what was it that he was doing, the first mason responded rather curtly, I'm hammering the stupid rock and I can't wait till five when I can go home. A second mason, a bit more energized, was asked, what is he doing? He answered, well, I'm molding this block of rock so that it can be used with others to construct a wall. It's not bad work, but I sure will be glad when it's done. A third mason, hammering at his block eagerly, would take time to stand back and admire his work. He chipped off small pieces until he was satisfied that it was the best he could do. When he was questioned about his work, he stopped, gazed skyward, and proudly proclaimed, I'm building a cathedral. Three people, three different attitudes, all doing the same job. Which of the three describes your people? Do you want them to be cathedral builders? Here are three ways to bring out the best in your employees. First, connect with everyone who reports to you on a daily basis. You may say, that's impractical, that's impossible. I say, that's the job of a manager, to get things done through others. Your role is to engage your people, not to simply manage tasks, papers, or projects. With voicemail, email, pagers, Skype, etc., you can quickly check in to see how things are going and give brief news or updates. Yes, in-person is great, but that's not always necessary. It's the frequency and the showing of interest that counts. Second way to bring out the best in your people. Spend more time with those individuals who are performing very well. There is a tendency to spend time with your top performers and more time with your poor or marginal performers. That's not wise. Your top performers may start thinking, What do I have to do to get attention around here? We know different people are motivated by different things. However, everyone, including top performers, enjoy recognition for good work. So give it to them. And number three, let your people know the value of their work. Recognize that most employees are not slackers but rather want to do well in their jobs to achieve personal satisfaction. Give them the opportunity to show their abilities. Help them clearly understand how what they do contributes to the department's or team's success. By doing this, you build their pride in their job and in the company. In fact, Pride building is at the core of many high-performing organizations ranging from the U.S. Marines to Southwest Airlines. So, here's your Smart Moves tip for the week. Loyal, passionate employees bring a company as much benefit as loyal, passionate customers. They stay longer, work harder, and go that extra mile. 
that brings you more great employees and even more customers. That's what builds a business. Listeners, if that's what you want, people who are cathedral builders, let me show you how that can be a reality today, not a goal for tomorrow. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call me at 972-380-9181. Now for next week's program. In a recent Gallup poll, an alarming 70% of American employees aren't working to their full potential. And that's slowing economic growth. To help us tackle this problem will be our guest, Doug McKinley, co-author of the book, Go Positive, Lead to Engage, and Candace Dye, Master Certified Coach, who works with leaders of high-performing organizations. They will offer a new perspective on how to create a work environment that truly fosters engaged employees at all levels. So, stay tuned, Wednesday, July 26th at 11 Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern. I will end with my favorite saying, There are three kinds of people in this world, those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult or email me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, for The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Remember, listeners, innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves today. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.